Welcome to season five of Yeah We Read It. This is the podcast where two sexy and fun best friends are reading young adult novels from their childhood. I'm one of those best friends and my name is Laura Petro. I am the other best friend in the Best Friends Forever equation and my name is Maggie Gates. And y'all already know we took a couple weeks off to prep for this new season and we are reading Vampire Diaries The Awakening. Because that is the first book in the series. Yeah. And I ripped through this book. Oh my god. Maggie and I were talking about this listeners off the mic. This shit's fun. Yes. This is right up my alley. I was yeah. obsessed with Vampire Smut. And uh, okay. I'll say I didn't do the vampire thing. I thought Twilight was stupid when I was uh, a young in. Okay. I did really like Peeps from Scott Westerfeld who wrote Uglies. He wrote Peeps which was his like step into the vampire world. That was super fun. Oh interesting. Uh, but I never read the Vampire Diaries. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was fun because like um, L.J. Smith really um, does vampires. Like, they're not fake vampires. They're legitimate vampires. Yeah. They are, they they feel like, well, I mean, not Stefan. Stefan's kind of like a sweetheart. But Damon feels like the Volturi in Twilight wanted to be. That's, yeah. He, like, he's fucking scary. Yeah, like, honestly, parts of this book where I'm like, this is like, this is, has like fun horror vibes to it. It's really dark. And also, some parts of this book, I legitimately laughed out loud because it's like, some of the dialogue's actually really fucking funny. Yes, I cannot wait to get to. I God. think in the next episode, the one um, we'll, we'll get. We'll, to we'll it. get there. We'll get there. But I did. You ever watch the show? No, I binged the CW show growing up in yeah. high school so much that my friends made fun of me. <laughs> That's so funny. With the Vampire Diaries. Um. Well, in this series is super interesting because okay, listeners, get this. L. J. Smith wrote the first four books in the '90s, right? Mm-hmm. And now the first uh, four books are uh, paired together, so you get the first two volumes in in a book. Yes. So it's like two books for the first four books in present day. Like 13 years later, she writes the following three books, so five through seven, and then she gets fired from her publishing company. So we know on record that books, what, eight through ten are a ghostwriter, and then the final three books in the series are a different ghostwriter. So... I, I don't know. I, we're going to see when we get there. But it's like, I really like L.J. Smith's writing style. Mm. Uh, and so I feel like I'm going to be really, really bummed when we get to the part where she has stopped writing things. But uh, on the record, she was apparently fired over a huge plot twist that her publishing company didn't like. Really? So yeah. she wrote the plot twist and then they were like, no. Yeah. And then let her go? I think so, because they owned the rights to, like, they, she basically, like, signed over the rights. Oh, okay. It says apparently during the book, Smith was moving away from character in her relationships, which uh, Harper Collins considered the core of the series. And yeah. She was replaced. Huh. Wow. That I, is crazy. Yeah. Oh, and then apparently she also now still publishes Vampire Diaries books just like publicly, like on like Amazon books or something, just so she can like continue free reign. So it's basically like she's writing her own fan fiction at this point. Isn't that wild? That's so depressing. Yeah, like, how sad would you be? It's like, she literally spent decades on this book series, and then HarperCollins was like, we were a keep, we're taking it. It's ours now. Why couldn't they at least be like, you could edit it? Yeah. <laughs> Give her the option. I mean, I wonder if she was just, like, absolutely fucking not. Oh. Uh, maybe she was like, she wouldn't, um, she wouldn't concede. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like if I were in that situation, if somebody's like, you can either change the plot or we'll fire you, I'd be like... I would change the plot. I would be like, you know what? I built these characters and I'm connected to them. And uh, if this is how it has to happen. Yeah. yeah, Unless she was like, unless she was at a point where she's like, yeah, fuck it. I want to lose the rights. And then like years later, she's like, shouldn't have given up the rights. That's a bummer. We'll never know. I really like her writing style. Let's talk about it. Uh, LJ Smith, if you're listening, we would love to talk to you more on this matter if you haven't signed an NDA. (laughs) So LJ... Uh, blends diary entries, obviously, coin the vampire diaries, in with the plot, and the book opens on one of Elena's, the protagonist's, diary entries, and she's not like the other girls. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, book opens hot with a a crossed out line in her diary that says something bad is going to happen today. And then after that, I don't know why I wrote that. It's crazy. There's no reason for me to be upset and every reason for me to be happy. Yeah, It felt like a Tumblr blog post. Honestly, true. But also, she's a teenager. My (laughs) diary ended with, it's uh, out of my hands and in God's plan. It's God's plan a lot. So um, I, I guess I can't yeah. 
shit on Elena. I mean, she's a high school student. She's 17 years old. Yeah. Um, and w- I like this because LJ Smith doesn't, like, um, flat out tell us who, what it, who Elena is, what's happening. We kind of, like, learn it as we're reading this diary entry and then, like, the first few pages. So, like, we're kind of like, okay, Elena's the main character. She's coming home with her Aunt Judith and Margaret. We don't really know, like, where her parents are. Yeah. Uh, we later learn that they are dead. So it's, like, it's a little, it's not on the nose, which I really liked. And if you maybe watched the show, um, they replaced Margaret with uh, brother Jeremy. Oh, really? near her age and also in high school. Huh. They made a lot of changes. I can't wait for us to sit down and actually watch some episodes for y'all. Dude, I it. cannot fucking wait. Uh, I can't see Stefan and Damon as anyone other than Paul Wesley and Ian Somerhalder. Yeah, I can definitely see Which that. Which is, it's crazy because Elena has blonde hair and Nina Dobrev does not. Yeah. So... I've, I saw fan edits of Diana Agron from Glee as her, and so now that's my point of basis yeah. for what I want I could see Elena that to too. Yeah, Elena is described as very much like the all-American pretty girl. Um, yes, yeah. she's just, a, um, she's cool, popular, blonde chick, and it's described that she is someone who all the girls want to be and all the guys want to be with. Yeah, and I remember initially reading that description being like, oh boy, we're, I'm about to really dislike this main character, and I really like her as a protagonist. She's fucking cool. She is a ride or die. Yeah, she's like, she is fully aware of how stubborn she is. Yes. And I love the transparency she has with herself because I feel like every other protagonist that we've read has been, like, vastly unaware of their flaws. She has hard boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that. I love that for Elena. Um, and we also learned that this book has um, multiple point of views. So, yes. yeah, we're introduced to Elena's POV. She thinks she's being watched by this fucking crow. This is the first book that's done that, that we've read. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And then we also get uh, Stefan's perspective. Yep, so while Elena's heading to school and has a little sick feeling in her tummy, mm-hmm. we go to the other side of town where Stefan is finally deciding to rejoin society after centuries of hanging out alone. <laughs> <laughs> that feel when that you're just like, man, it's finally time for me to get up and do something. His depression is finally over. Listen, as two individuals living in studio apartments that yeah. face a brick wall, have you ever felt like Stefan rejoining society when you leave your apartment? Is it is it Stefan or is it Stefan? I always said Stefan. Oh, interesting. Well, you watched the show. How do they pronounce it in the show? I think it was Stefan. Oh, really? Because Stefan sounds too too Stephane. long. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I, I... What were you thinking? I was thinking Stefan, but, like, I don't know. He's Italian, and uh, we know he's from, like, Renaissance Italy, but uh, in my head, I couldn't um, grasp whether or not he had an Italian accent. <laughs> And, uh, and like, I'm, I'm not, uh, well-versed in Italian accents, so I was just thinking, like, some weird, like, Mario-type accent. Well, we watched Moonstruck with Cher today. Do you think yeah. it was, like, a Nicolas Cage kind of? <gasps> like, oh, yeah, like, Bronx, New York-type Italian. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess, yeah, if he's from, like, Sicily. Yeah, but it's also, it's like he's been in, what, America probably for a few hundred years. Maybe it's gone by now? Yeah. We'll never know. Well, they're all headed to the high school Robert E. Lee because this takes place in Virginia. Which, Confederate State, I'm pretty sure? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so he is as a new student, and also the crow passes by him as well. There's a spooky, huge crow that is ominous, and we don't know quite what it is yet. Yeah, Elena also has an interaction with this crow yeah. on her way to school where she feels like she's being watched, so she just pelts rocks at it until yeah. it flies away. Badass. Badass. I, like, would you would you throw rocks at a huge-ass bird? I'd be like, this bird would chase at me. At a large, cr- a crow? A predatory-type bird no. like a crow? Absolutely not. I would let my paranoia take over and, exactly. and I'd be like, call in sick. I would be like, I'm so sorry, I will not make eye contact with you, and I'll be on my merry way. I would be so um, stressed. And then we're also introduced very quickly to Elena's two best friends, Bonnie and Meredith. And don't worry, y'all. Um, LJ Smith helps us out by creating a great way for us to just, um, I think almost, um, accelerate the plot by being like, Bonnie has superpowers. Bonnie has psychic powers. Yeah. And <laughs> it opens with her doing a palm reading yeah. of Elena being like, you're going to meet someone tall and mysterious. No, short. Short and mysterious. Short. Oh yeah, he's short, short. short. He's short, dark, and handsome. Stefan is our short king, I forgot. And later in book two, he is described as taller than Damon. So like, how short is Damon? You're kidding me. Yeah. I thought Damon was taller. Well, no, she says it when the, we'll get there when they're at the party in book two. 
weird. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's really, really fun. I remember like snorting when I read that because I'm like, of fucking course this girl can read palms. And I was like, honestly, smart as a writer to be like, I need like someone who's like not a vampire, but not a normal person. And so Bonnie's just going to be obsessed with like druids yeah. and curses. I just have to say it is really progressive of this book in the 90s to accept short kings for <laughs> For who they were. The trailblazing short kings for us all. They don't have to face the kind of oppression in the 90s that they would face today. <laughs> it's not that Stefan's a vampire. It's that he is five foot four. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I think she, he's described as like short, but not like super short. I think he's like under six foot. But it not doesn't like, matter how hot he is, he would be bullied at Robert E. Oh, absolutely. Nowadays. Oh, totally. Um, and we also learned that, like, while, like, Elena is so excited to meet this dark stranger that she currently has a boyfriend, which is hilarious. Yeah, she has a boyfriend, Matt, that she's been, like, thinking of breaking up with. And it's, it's very funny because there's this one line that she says, it was as if she were always reaching for something. Only when she thought she'd get it, it wasn't there. Not with Matt. Not with any of the boys she'd had. That's gay. Yeah. That's Elena. Yeah, she's a little social climber, but also it sounds like she doesn't like boys very much. Ex exactly. But also then the way she becomes obsessed with Stefan, it feels like, or Stefan, uh, I'm going to watch the show and figure it out. Yeah, do it. Um, You're like, okay, maybe she likes boys a little more than we thought she did. Yeah, Stefan shows up and it seems like there's a little bit of turmoil in the admissions office and then he's wearing sunglasses indoors. Baller move. Yeah. Let's bring that back. Oh, you, you want trailblazing. to. Yeah. I know, seriously. Uh, yeah. And he gets the admissions woman to let him in by yeah. taking his sunglasses off. Weird exchange. But Elena is so distraught because when she yeah. sees Stefan and he turns the corner and he comes out and she's like low-key stalking him, he doesn't even notice her. Yeah, and she's pissed. She's like, but I'm the queen bee. She's like, I get what I want. And she goes to her little, her little groupies, Bonnie Meredith, and is like, get me a copy of a schedule stacked. Yeah. And meanwhile, she, okay, so she's been in France all of the summer. Yeah. And there's been kind of a switch of the social empire hierarchy, <laughs> whatever, where her friend Caroline, a tall, slender, green-eyed brunette model-like person, is kind of vying for head of the jungle yeah she wants to be elena's queen bee before status. the term frenemies existed they were they are they are the epitome of frenemies uh because they're like they've been friends since kindergarten but there was always competition between them yes she's yeah. blonde in the show and bonnie's a redhead in this book and is black in the cw so they hey. really didn't care about cat like they Diversity. just threw it out the window <laughs> from this book um but hey um what can you do? They got rid of Meredith, too, you told they me. They did get Which rid of Meredith. Like, I understand. Mer I think Meredith serves a pretty important purpose in this book because she's like a like a, like a, like a level-headed friend. She is. Whereas Bonnie, I Bonnie's gotta say, wild. Bonnie is so funny because she will always romanticize dying young and she'll be like, oh, wouldn't it just be so nice to be choked by your lover to death? Huh? Do you remember that? Yeah, that's hilarious. Um, but we also find out a few periods go by. Uh, Bonnie's like, oh, yeah, he won't remove his glasses because apparently... He says he has like a, a like a medical condition, um, so he just keeps them on all the time. Yeah, which it's not like blind. Yeah, it, it's is it cataracts? It's vampire. <laughs> I would have assumed that he was blind at that point, which yeah. would be very unnerving when later on he makes the football team. Yeah, I would be like, what um, is up with this guy wearing yeah, sunglasses? Yeah, maybe he just indoors? had laser eye surgery. That could be like something. Oh, and he has like the big glasses yeah. on. Yeah, I hope he was consistent. He can't show up with Ray Bans. He needs the yeah. cataracts sunglasses. Well, we also know that. Like later on in the book, he just kind of is like, fuck it. I'm not wearing sunglasses indoors anymore. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. He's got to be consistent if he's going to argue this case. Uh, and he, But we also know from Stefan's POV, he's also filling a poll to Elena, who he's, he's referring to as Catherine right now. Um, yeah. And we're like, that's a little weird, but okay. He says that mind is so powerful when him and Elena have seventh period history together. And, yep, reminds him of a dead Catherine, but more on that later. And, yeah. of course, he wants to bite her neck. He's yeah. like, I'm lusting for that white vein uh, sneaking out your little love, neck. Love a blue vein on a translucent neck. Uh, but Stefan has his little new boy moment where he stands up to Mr. Tanner in their uh, history class because he's like, oh, you're talking about what people did in the Renaissance? You're wrong. Yeah. 
Um, and that's that's it's pretty good for Bonnie, who we just saved some some uh, embarrassment for. Yeah. Because hey, we gotta snub Mr. Tanner. We absolutely fuck Mr. Tanner. Um, is this when he also decides to try out for? That's later. Football. That's a little bit later. But uh, we also find out like he he's uh, renting a room in a boarding house. He never sleeps because he's a vampire. And he has friction with his older brother Damon, which we learn in a flashback. Well, I I will say okay, interjection for me. L.J. Smith, I I was like okay, I'm kind of vibing with this like little diary to kind of sum up scenes that we don't need to see. Yeah. Smart. Uh, but I also do love the use of flashback too, and it's like I feel like that would normally be a hard thing to do. And like great, so we have diaries. That represent, like, short-term past events. Yeah. And then we have flashbacks that are, like, long-term past events. And then we have our, like, linear timeline. And I say it works. I do like the structure. I do, too. Yeah. Because in the flashback episodes, we're introduced to Catherine, who is Stefan's ex that he will not fucking let go of. Bitch, it's been a hundred fucking years. A few hundred years. I love when I compare my new partner to Catherine by being like, they both have blonde hair, so they are the same. They look alike. They look alike. I know, yeah. So we find out that Damon had left university and that really upset his dad. And Catherine had a secret and she also started flirting with Damon and it made him so jealous. Yes, Catherine was a vampire and was with Stefan, but then started sharing the same smile she shared with Stefan with Damon. Exactly. No sharing smiles. No, sh- no smile sharing. No not smile in this sharing. house. Not in this family. Uh-uh. Um, and Stefan, back in reality, he's like, oh, I'm always going to be evil. Um, which, like, I feel like, I guess, if I was a tormented vampire like him, I'd probably think, like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be evil forever, too. If you've been spending centuries alone, I can't spend a day alone in my studio apartment without spiraling. What are you, you're going to be paranoid that people you've never even met online hate you. You're going to be like, well, the only person I interacted with was uh, Matt6969 on Twitter, and he said I should go kill myself, so everyone hates me. Wow. Like, who does he, he talk to? I mean, yeah, he didn't have social media back then either. In the 90s? Did they even have flip phones? Becky, no. <laughs> <laughs> so he didn't have, like, a Zango to talk to anyone? No. To? Like, the, the internet wasn't that advanced in, like, the early to mid-90s. It is wild because... Okay, so given the fact he's been around for years, you'd think he'd have hobbies. Like right? writing. Why doesn't he have journals? Yeah. Well, apparently there's a spinoff series called like Stefan's like letters or something. So like he writes some stuff. Okay, because he needs a hobby. Yeah, he definitely needs a hobby. I, I would hope that he would like write books or like just go to college all the time to like learn more things. But who fucking knows? Maybe we'll get more into that like later in the series. Because it's fine when you have a limited amount of time on Earth to waste your days. But if you're just like, this is forever, so I'm just going to lay here and waste the rest hey. of my life. I would be so bored. Sounds like someone needs some antidepressants. <laughs> <laughs> so in book book one, hopefully Stefan gets Lexapro. Yeah, exactly. Um, but also, snap back to reality. We have our um, uh, not very uh, saucy breakup between Elena and uh, Matt. It's very chill. Yeah, Elena breaks up with him and he's pretty cool about it. Yeah. He's just like, yeah, I kind of felt like this was going to happen. Yeah. And she was like, are we still friends? And he's like, haha, don't say that yet. But and she it, goes, they are. And no, and then she's like, no, Matt, we're gonna be just friends. And we're gonna be good just friends. I'm pretty sure she said, too, that Matt felt like a sister to her, which, ouch. Ooh, ouch. Uh, and a Matt, super nice guy. He's never like, he's not like, what do you mean you're dumping me? He's like, hey, whatever you want, Elena, I totally understand. And then this is so good because she dumps the nicest guy ever. And it's completely exasperated by the fact that Matt and Stefan end up sitting next to each other in class. And they're just buddy-buddy. Yeah, and Matt's like, hey, uh, bro, I know my girlfriend has a crush on you, uh, but do you want to uh, join the football team? And he's like, no. But later yeah. on, Elena tries to talk to him and be like, hi, I'm a part of student council. And he council. goes, sorry, I'm trying out for football now. But I'm a part of student council and I need to give you a, a tour. And he's just like, "I no. Yeah. I, I, I football practice. But yeah, I'm, I'm going to go, go try out for football. You think, you think Elena, for as cool and as like powerful as she is in the school, would have like a way better way to like snatch this guy right up. Yeah. Yeah. And plus, she was spending like 40 minutes of that class period writing down what she was going to say to him and fucking fumbled the ball. Ugh. I've never been that. Hey, good thing she's not going to football tryouts, am I right? Yeah, seriously. Uh, And she's 
fucking embarrassed when this happened. She goes home and cries because she's like, I just, I was embarrassing back there. And then Aunt Judith is coming home, so she's like, oh, oh sh- shit, I need to go somewhere else. So she goes to the graveyard to talk to her parents' headstones. Which, like, a fun activity, I could imagine. Um, and of course, Bonnie and Meredith are like, hey, we thought we'd find you here. <laughs> Yeah, Bonnie's like, well, I had, I have the site because my grandmother had the site and it skips two generations, so we knew that you were going to be in the graveyard. Yeah, and they all, like, they're sitting, they're hanging out. They actually do have a very healthy friendship. They do. Um, very supportive, and they all decide to do a blood pact that will basically say that the three of them are going to do every single thing possible to get Elena to hook up with Stefan. Dude, if my parents died in a car accident, I would also want to do a blood oath over their gravestones being like, your daughter needs to get dicked down bad. Yeah, because the last dick she had, she doesn't want anymore. (laughs) Because I view my last dick like a sister. And great, so it's getting dark, they're on their way back, and here's where we get another spooky scene, because... And it's, and it's eerie because it's, like, not, again, it's not explained, like, forefront exactly what's happening. Like, they're completely unsure what's going on. So you as the reader are also completely unsure what's going on. It's, like, dark. There's a lot of, like, wind. It's spooky. Bonnie gets straight up possessed. Yeah. And she uh, she's, like, basically just, like, consumed by some weird power yeah, Bonnie sees something out in the part of the graveyard called the old graveyard that they are walking through, and she turns to Elena, and in a voice that is completely not her own, says, something is coming for you, and then they see something moving in the distance, and it chases them. Yeah, and they have to run across, like, the bridge, and Bonnie in her voice is like, it can't follow us once we cross the bridge, so it's like, what the fuck are we being chased by? That shit's crazy. We learn later on it was Stefan out there. Um, but or something was it? else, too, because yeah. there's some kind of force called the power or some shit. Yeah. But that's kind of, like, nice. Like, your crush likes you back. He's chasing yeah. you through a cemetery. And we also do find out that he did get on the football team. He did. Good job, buddy. And it, great, he's finally getting a hobby, like we just talked about. He's finally getting a hobby. Maybe making some boyfriends. Good for him because what he's doing right now is not working. He fought the urge to feed on Elena by feeding on some homeless guy under the bridge. Exactly. And now we have a lovely, uh, another flashback memory with Catherine where she explains that she has a lapis ring uh, for uh, her time in the sunlight so she doesn't burn alive. And we learned that the reason she became a vampire was because she was very, very ill and was going to die. And so, like, her, like, nurse and her, like, live-in nurse basically knew someone and basically, like, made her a vampire so she wouldn't die. If you guys have seen the show, it was Klaus who um, turned her. And I know that he becomes more important later on in the show, so I'm assuming it's the same with the series. I hope so. But that is the person that turned her and... Um, yeah, that, that he'll pop up later. But in the meantime, Stefan has a nightmare that night. Um, and we learn the next day that people think he's a narc, which is so That's funny. That's so funny. And Elena's, like, next a step in operation gets Stefan to bone me is to pretend that she has a boyfriend in France and she's showing everybody a picture of, like, their gardener at their vacation home. Yeah, his name's, like, Jean-Claude. Yeah. Which is the most made-up name ever. Well, Jean-Claude is a French name, Maggie. (laughs) Well, if you heard that, I would be like, you made that up. That's not her real name. Um, But Um, Bonnie's sister works at the hospital and also Bonnie informs the friends that they brought in a homeless guy half-dead. So now the town is kind of, like, on high alert. Yeah, they're like, oh my god, who attacked this homeless man and bonnie also doesn't remember getting possessed when they were running from the graveyard last night so that's also pretty spooky yeah i will say about jean claude back on the jean claude thing jean claude (laughs) yeah uh what's so tragic about her creating that fake love story with him is that i'm pretty sure stefan can like read her thoughts Oh, yeah. He, like, alludes to the fact that he's, like, I can feel when there's, like, a presence in the room and can kind of understand your thoughts. I would be so embarrassed. That I would literally hate that because he could just be, like, I can sense that you're mad at me. Even And it's, worse, like, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> even worse is the fact that her ex, Matt, has to be the one to confront her to be, like, who's this John claude guy? Listen, yeah. did you just make him up? Because yeah. were you cheating on me? And she's, like, I just, no, I just made him up. And he's like, Elena, here's your issue. I'm going to lay it onto you thick because we're just friends now. You only want things that you can't have. And she's like, "Ah, well, uh, yeah. Yeah. 
And she's baffled that he said this really mean thing to her, despite the fact that she was asking her ex, Matt, for help to get Stefan to the homecoming dance where she's going to be homecoming. Yeah, it's so funny. And she's, like, aware of her entitlement in this. (laughs) She is, is, but still hurts for her to hear. It's still hilarious. But she does get homecoming queen. Yes, and she sees Stefan there with Caroline, which, blech. Oh, and also in this point, uh, Bonnie does be like, hey, if you're done with Matt, can I date him now? And they're like, Bonnie, what about your boyfriend? And she's like, not an issue. <laughs> it's so quick, but it's so fucking funny. His name funny. is like Roy, too. Or something like Raymond or something. You don't want to date a Roy. Yeah, you want to date a Matt. At 16, maybe Roy when it's 70 and you've gone through five divorces. Yeah. Not at 16. No. Um, uh, but back to what Maggie was saying. Elena's like, I'm going to go ask him to dance with me. And meanwhile, f- flip back to Stefan's point of view. He's just like really fighting the urge to bite her. Yeah. And we find out that he's at the dance with Carolyn. Embarrassment. He came with Caroline and she is not letting him go. Yeah. And so Elena storms away and throws a little hissy fit in the bathroom. Yeah. And her friends are trying so hard to be helpful being like, Maybe move on. Yeah. Like, maybe it's not worth the trouble. No like, guys there's, there's this. plenty of guys in the in the high school. And she goes zero to 100. Yeah, and she goes, oh, I'll move on, all right. And so she goes over to Tyler and Dick, two assholes from the football team, and she is flirting hard. Flirting hard. Um, They have alcohol. They have alcohol. I don't think she drinks, but everyone else is like pretty drunk yeah and they propose going to the cemetery yeah tyler's like let's go to the cemetery and elena's like gladly um and when the moment she leaves bonnie and meredith are like nope 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 she took the advice the wrong way and then matt also comes with them because they're like well gotta go find elena and get her out of this mess yeah which is very good because she's gone with this guy dick uh his girlfriend vicky bennett Mm -hmm. um tyler greenwood smallwood smallwood or something smallwood And her. So, um, uh, and Tyler's pretty drunk and is trying to kiss her in the cemetery. Yeah. Very forcefully. Yeah. Well, and they also, like, they get to the cemetery and first they're like, oh, we have to go in the church. Yes. And then Elena kind of senses something off in the church. And she doesn't like that Vicky's, like, defacing, like, the fancy statues in there. Mm -hmm. And then Tyler is like, oh, yeah, I'll take you back to the dance. But, like, I gotta show you my grandfather's grave first. Yeah, and he's really obsessed with the fact that the Fells um, people, the yeah. people whose last names are Fells, are considered the ancestors. Yeah, because, oh, we should say Fells Church is the name of, like, the town we're in. Yes. So he hates the Fells because, like, his family should have, like, the namesake for this town. Um, and she's she's protesting because she's like, I don't really want to see your fucking gravestone. I want to go back to the dance. And this is where... He starts getting real creepy. He's on top of her. He's trying to kiss her. He's grabbing at her. And she bites his hand to get away because, like, he's he's no consent. Yeah. He's saying no, no, no. And at at the same time, Stefan finds them and throws Tyler off her and... Fucking throws down. He beats the shit out of this guy. He beats the shit out of him and at the same time is just calling Tyler being like, you have a terrible character. Yeah. Uh, and then Stefan's like, let me take you back to the dance. And instead he takes her home. I know. I was like, this is very hot and horny for me. And my favorite thing is, like, he, like, gives her a cloak. And then Elena's, like, standing in this room with, like, obviously, like, basically, like, little historical trinkets from his hundreds of years on this planet. And she goes, what's this? And he goes, that's, like, a, like a, like a stone from, like, this time. And she goes, oh, what's this? And she just keeps touching things and asking what it is. And he's like, stop, stop it. So, oh, my God, stop touching everything. I thought it was so funny that she was just messing with all of the Yeah, I would do the exact same thing. Oh my god, what's this? What's that? Is this? Can I touch this? And he's like, no. And I'm like, oh, sorry. Can I touch this? (laughs) (laughs) And she goes to open this one uh, little little trinket that he has. And he just slams her hand down and is like, no. And she finally is like, why do you hate me so much? Yeah, I love that she went from fine. I can't touch all your trinkets. Then why do you hate me? <laughs> What's wrong Which with me? Which is a power move. Why all the walls? And, and he's like, I don't hate you. You just remind me of some bitch I love who died. And she's like, oh. And then they kiss. Yeah, yeah. They kiss. Goes, he's, she's just like, oh my god. I remind him of someone who died. That's kind of romantic. 
Yeah, Elena's smooching and uh, not even giving a shit that all of her friends are looking for her. Yeah, she doesn't know. Um, But her friends uh, are looking for her. And instead they find Vicky, who's like in her little slip, just like out on the road. And she does not look good. Very disarrayed and tells them all that a mist enveloped her with cat-like eyes and that something is coming. Yeah, and she's like, get out of here. Get out of here. And she's like almost talking like in a disembodied way like Bonnie was. Yeah. So it's spooky. They have a moral dilemma, but they are like, you know what? Hopefully Elena's okay. We need to bring Vicky to the hospital. And Stefan and Elena, after they're done making out, he drives her home and there's the police are at Elena's because she's been missing for a while now. Which is bad, (laughs) but what is good is that they were holding hands while they were driving. Uh, Yeah, and we this is where Elena learns that Vicky was attacked. Her tongue was bitten. Ew. Uh, and Stefan's nervous. <laughs> yeah, Stefan is kind of like asking questions that he's very stressed about. And um, he skirts out of there and in the meantime is having another memory of Catherine while he's at it. About how she was going to choose one of the brothers yeah. to marry. And how painful it was to learn Damon also knew that Catherine yeah. was a vampire. And uh, during this passage is also where he's like looking at Elena and being like, Oh, she had blonde hair like Catherine, but not like the same blonde hair. And then it's like everything. He's describing Elena v. Catherine like physically. And then it's like very apparent that they don't look that much alike. Because he's like, well, Elena was taller and her hair was like a different shade of blonde and looked different. And she had different shaped eyes and a different color. And, uh, and I was just like, do they even look alike? Or is it just two blonde haired girls? I don't know, but Catherine was a kitten and Elena is a snow white leopard apparently. Yeah. And that makes perfect sense to me. That makes so much sense. When you think about it, it's like, oh, okay, now now we know. I get it. I get they it. Are They're both people. cats, but different types. But Catherine's going to have to pick one of them, and the person who she's married is going, is going to become a vampire, too. Yeah, she's like, hey, my husband, he's going to have to give up the light. So did we don't know who she's going to choose yet. We don't know. And right now, Stefan's worried because he's like, I think I attacked Vicky. We learned that, like, He's been kind of, like, blacking out a little bit more, yeah. and he's just been like, am I just, like, consumed by my evilness that I'm just attacking these innocent people? And he's worried. Yeah. Um, And then, uh, also, Elena does apologize to Bonnie and Meredith for being like, hey, I'm sorry. Which, like, a good friend. And then she's like, but I have to tell you guys about <laughs> Stefan. So they're, yeah. like, heading to check in on Vicky, and they're, like, gabbing. Girl gab. Girl gab. They're, they're like, gab oh, my time. God, we totally kiss. And then they're like, all right, let's check in on Vicky. Really and Vicky's quick. like, get the fuck out of my room. <laughs> yeah, she's Vicky, possessed as fuck again. Vicky yells, Elena is a part of the evil. evil and she's like, huh, well, okay, that's kind of weird. Girls, let's go to Stefan's house Yeah, instead. she's tired. I Let's go unannounced. I know, yeah. She's like, oh, let me take you guys to Stefan's. And Mrs. Flowers, who, like, owns the ha- like the, the house that he's renting a room in, super suspicious. You think you're suspicious of her? Yeah, something's up with her. Yeah, it seems like she either probably knows that Stefan's a vampire or she's complicit in something bigger. Yeah, exactly. I can't figure it out. My favorite thing is she goes, great, now that we're at Stefan's, can you guys wait downstairs with Mrs. Flowers while I go make out with him upstairs? And they do, because her friends are like, well, might as well might as well just wait it out. So her and Stefan are kissing, and she pulls away to just casually drop on him that she loves him. Yeah, and then uh, it's like, yeah, zero to 100. And then he's like, uh, and she's like, it's okay. I'll say it enough for the both of us. And I'm like, Elena, that's a toxic trait. I know, seriously. And then Stefan's like, let me excuse myself for a minute. And she feels vindicated because she found the ribbon that she lost while running. Yeah. Through the cemetery, I think. Yeah. In a little uh, box that he was holding. So she was like, he must love me. Because he stole my ribbon. Uh, and then we also find out the next day at school that Tyler and Dick have both been suspended and removed from the football team, which like, Thank you, educators, for um, doing that. I feel like that's a point of contention with a lot of schools. Then they wouldn't do that. So that's really it made me really happy to read that. We have Halloween coming up, too. And Meredith, Bonnie, and Elena got to decorate for the Haunted House fundraiser. So she is trying to be present. She's... Elena is working on mindfulness because she is realizing she's not prioritizing her friends as much. Yeah. She is obsessed with Stefan. She's too horny for her own good. She is too horny. So they are there one night decorating for the Haunted House fundraiser. Yes. And the gym lights dim and they flicker while they're planning. Yeah. And then suddenly lights are freaking out and they're like, well, we're going to go find the janitor. Elena, you stay here in the pitch black. 
And she's like, um, we could all go. And they go, no, you can stay here. They're like, we need someone to let us back into the gym, which, why don't you just put a shoe in the door? Yeah. Not thinking right. But I also think someone was altering their brains. Oh, because someone because of appears a young, in yeah, mist. A young man appears in the mist. And Elena's, like, getting freaked out, as we all would. I would run the moment I saw, like, weird fog inside. Elena gets freaked out and then is like, okay, phew, it's just some dude. And yeah. she's annoyed. He's like an attractive young man. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to frighten you. I was looking for someone. And she was like, in here? Know, and he's like, and he's being coy. He's like, yeah, just like, I'm looking for someone. At night, like football practice ended. It yeah. And Elena's like, um, okay. And she's like, mm, not going to talk to this stranger. I'm going to start packing up my thing. But in the meantime, he's being all charming and leans into kiss her and yeah. she kind of catches herself being like wait wait wait, what am I doing and yeah. then he disappears in midair yeah spooky uh and now they're having a sleepover at Bonnie's yep the crow is back which were like not ideal and Bonnie's going on about how obsessed with druids she is because of course she freaking is yeah and Bonnie's dog is also barking at the crow yeah and they're like get inside Get inside. Yeah. And at this sleepover, Elena admits she's just not really sure where her and Stefan are at. Yeah, and she's like, I would just love to know if I'm going to marry him. Otherwise, I wouldn't waste my time. Yeah, Elena is uh, acting as if she is 36. Yeah, she, yeah, it's weird how desperate she is to get married at 17. I mean, they don't have Tinder in the 90s. No. You said they don't have a flip phone. Yeah, well, I mean, they might have. I guess it depends on what year in the 90s. Who else is she going to date in Fell's Church? No other boy excites her. And apparently, maybe she's never going to leave, you know? Yeah, maybe. Uh, But uh, don't worry, everybody, because Bonnie's like, oh, my grandmother uh, knows this, uh, like, fun spell ceremony that we can do called a dumb supper where you light a candle in a dim room and then you invite your husband and you're supposed to see the apparition of your, your, your one true love come into the room and sit out at the table with you. So they're setting up for this witch yule. <laughs> so like, of fucking course, Lena's like, yeah, yeah, might as well try it. I do love that nobody's ever like, Bonnie, you're crazy. They're just like, kind of like, okay, Bonnie, sure. I love it. I, I love do love Bonnie. it. They're all very supportive of each other. It's like a healthy female friendship. And I got a little confused when they do the ritual because it seems like Bonnie and Meredith go outside to chase the dog who's chasing something else. Yeah. And when they do the ritual, I felt like Elena was left alone. And then none other than Damon shows up and yeah. just plops his ass down. Yeah. And I wasn't sure at the same time, I, like when this was happening, I was like, is he actually here? Is this an apparition? And he is actually there. Yeah. We learned that he's actually there. But in my head, I was like, uh-oh, apparition. They seem to almost kiss again before she's like, no. Yeah. And then once he's gone, she like, comes back into the living room and they're like, oh my God, Elena, you're not going to believe this. My dog is dead. Yeah. Which all that sucks. They're huddling over Bonnie's dead dog. And Elena's diary is also missing. Yeah. I mean, this was, this was a big sleepover. You had to be there. Yeah. You had to be there. There was so much that happened at Bonnie's. drama. Um, and now another flashback because this is the flashback of how Catherine changed Stefan. And it's like a little weird because it's like, she like, sneaks into his room late at night and he's never had sex before and he's like Catherine we should wait till our wedding night and she goes we will but there's something else I need to do and this whole procedure is like she climbs into bed and then she sucks his blood and it's supposed to it's like it pricks at first but then it's very pleasurable and then he has to suck her blood yeah which is a twist, I think, in vampire lore, courtesy of L.J. Smith, which I was, like, interesting. Quite honestly, I mean, it makes sense, um, because, well, I mean, does it make sense? Not really. I don't, I don't get, would they, would the blood that they sucked from you still remain, where they be, like, nourished? Because if you need blood back, I'd be like, I mean, do I want to drink someone else's blood? No, but you probably are a little deficient. Yeah. So, But who maybe. knows? And, yeah, and then they just, like, embrace after, um, sucking up the blood. Yeah. Is yeah. this when we learned that she... No. Nope. Okay. No, not yet. Well, it is the night of the haunted house. Oh, thank God. And... <laughs> thank God. Thank God they were able to pull it together so quickly. Fuck the homecoming night. This is the night that we've all been waiting for. Yeah, absolutely. And Stefan is not thrilled that Elena's dressed like the Italian Renaissance because he's like, <gasps> Catherine! Yeah, he's like, oh my God, he looks. she looks so much like her, but also not really, she just reminds me of her still. They get there, and nothing's really going Elena's way. Uh, Mr. Tanner had to sub in for the human sacrifice part. At of, the very end of the haunted house. Of the haunted house. And 
He's like, I don't want fake blood on me. And they're like, it's a haunted house, you dumb bitch. Stefan comes over and does the thing where he, like, hypnotizes him, but no yeah. one notices. And then Mr. Tanner's like, okay, you may pour blood on me now. Yeah. And then, like, Elena's, like, at this point, she's like, this is weird. It's almost like she she's, like, half catching on to the fact that he can hypnotize people without, like, being aware that he can hypnotize people. Because she's just like, there's something fishy about this. Yeah, he's just very charismatic for his own good. Yeah. And Stefan goes to work, like, the lemonade stand in the boys' locker room yeah. or something. And, like, the haunted house is starting. And then, like, Bonnie's, like, doing, like, a, like, a little walkthrough check-in to make sure it's all working well. And then she gets to the, the druid sacrifice room, and she's like, Mr. Tanner's isn't scaring any of the children that are going up to him. And then yeah. she, goes, she basically just goes, hey, hey, Mr. Tanner, hello! And he's freaking dead, y'all. Turns out he is really dead. And meanwhile, in a different part of this gym, Tyler Smallwood is also there, and he's accusing Stefan of doing yeah, it. Yeah, he's like, I don't know, that's pretty sus. And the people are kind of convinced. They're yeah. rallying around Oh, Tyler. it turns into a freaking witch hunt. I think they start chanting at some point, don't they? They do. Um, Elena tells Matt to go uh, tell Stefan to leave because people are thinking it's him. And Matt, ever the lovely ex-boyfriend, is like, sure, I'll save your current boyfriend from the, the ridicule of the population of Fell's Church. <laughs> yeah, uh, luckily he gets to Stefan before other people do and Stefan zooms on out. Yeah, and then Stefan, emotional boy, he is back at his his room in the boarding room you just start is trashing everything. Yeah, he's like, I knew that I was never going to be accepted by the society. I yeah. need to leave. The people hate me. I'm a monster. I'm evil. No yeah. heart. Yeah. Vampire. And meanwhile, Elena, like, things are, like, kind of calming down. And Elena's like, I need to go find Stefan because I know, like, the police are going to be after him. So, like, I'm going to go. I'm going to go comfort him because, like, I'm in love. And she gets to his home and she's like, okay everything's messed up like a window is broken shit's everywhere mrs flowers nowhere to be found so she's like let me see if he's on the roof and she goes up on the roof and he just whips his head around and lightning flashes behind him and he's eating a bird and my favorite thing is that she exclaims oh god no as if she knows exactly what's going on yeah, I don't think vampire would be my first thought. I would just be like, this is an extremely mentally would, ill person. I would leave. I don't even think I would explain anything. Like, I, uh, yeah. I would be kind of scared because you've been kissing this I person. Would, I would say, like, literally, what the fuck are you doing? Not like, oh no, what are, what are what, what's become of you? No, I wouldn't think he's a monster. I would just be like, this is between you and God, yeah. and I am removing myself from this situation. And in her, in her distress of of realizing that her love is eating a rabbit, um, she falls off the roof. Yeah, and he, Stefan catches her and is finally like, I have to tell her the whole story. Yeah, and God, it is the best. It's a great, it's a great story. It's a great story. Tells her all about how Catherine um turned him. And, ooh, we leave that chapter on a great cliffhanger, too. Yeah. Because Catherine ended up turning him and later on went on down the hall to Damon's room, did a little turning of both of them. Yeah. And in her childlike amazement was like, perfect, now you guys can be with me forever. And we can be one big happy family. And these brothers who hate each other just start screaming at Catherine, being like, literally just, you, all you had to do was pick one of us. Like, what the actual fuck? <laughs> And she's confused. She's that... like, what do you mean I couldn't have both of you? So she goes to her room and starts crying. Yeah. Catherine's kind of an idiot. I'll say it. Yes. She really is. <laughs> and yeah. And then, you know, the next day they're both trying to like go talk to her to be like, hey, Catherine, um, can we just like rethink this whole thing and you can like actually pick one of us? And um, they don't get an answer from her. Nope. And uh, her like um, nurse is like, oh, she's in the garden for a walk. And they're like, that, that girl hates the garden. Why would she be there? So they find her near a tr- her, old, her little dress near a tree and it smells of ash. And they're like, ooh, ash. And, and then that's when they realize she's taken off her lapis ring and she's killed herself. Because she couldn't have both of these guys. Which is so dramatic. So dramatic. And, of course, um, Stefan and Damon, um, unreasonable boys, aren't like, oh, man, maybe we all need to just, like, take a step back. Because this is heavy. They're like, 
fight to the literal death because this is your fault. Oh, yeah. Fingers are pointed, and they are um, insisting the other one was the reason. Cameron yeah, died. and they kill each other. <laughs> and they, they wake up buried alive. Yeah, they wake up in their tombs. And they're like, oh, well, great. Um, so we both are vampires now because we both, you know, died while this, like, vampire blood was in us. Because, like, we also learned that it will phase out mm-hmm. um, before that. But it's like, oh, no, uh, we're both dead. Yeah. Um, and now we're both vampires. And then we learned that Damon became a robber and Stefan went to the country. Yeah, Damon kind of had a little pirate stint, yeah, too. Yeah, kind of sexy. His reputation arrow was being a pirate. I love that. And Elena is... Siri, cute look Look what you made me do by Taylor Swift. <laughs> by Damon Salvatore. <laughs> um, but Elena is trying to, like, comfort um, Stefan because Stefan is like, I killed her, I killed Catherine. And she's like, no, 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 no. It sounds like Damon is the common denominator in this. In fact, I've been seeing him around town. Yeah, she's like, oh, this makes a lot of sense now. He is in Fell's Church. <laughs> She is like, Stefan, listen, I know you think that you killed Mr. Tanner, but that's not true. I've run into Damon a few times, and Stefan's kind of stoked about this, because it means that he hasn't been killing people. Yeah. And if he is, maybe he's forgetting it because Damon is, like, rearranging his thoughts. Damon is powerful. Very powerful. And then we get the Vampire Diaries version of the Twilight scene, where he's like, as if you could outrun me, where... Stefan is going around the room and Elena's like, it's okay, we can be together. Now I know everything about you. And he's like, haven't you seen enough yet? Or do I have to show you more? Can't you picture what I might do to you? And then he strode over to the cold fireplace and snatched out a long piece of wood thicker than both Elena's wrists together. With one motion, he snapped it into like a matchstick. Your fragile bones, he said. And then he scrolls a he strolls across the room, gets a pillow from the bed, and slashes it with his nails and goes, your soft skin. And Elena's like, nah, dude, all fucking in. Let's go. And then she... <laughs> and, then, and then they suck each other's blood for the first time. I love it. I love reacting to a, any boyfriends <laughs> I've had tantr- temper tantrum throwing chairs across rooms by being like, no, drink my blood, daddy. Yeah. Your, your white soft skin. Uh, it's so funny. And now Stefan is like, great. She still loves me even though she knows what I am. I gotta go tell Damon to leave her alone. Yeah, la-di-da. Stefan is out in the woods when, <laughs> boom, Damon shows up. And Stefan is like, Damon, stay away from Elena. And Damon's like, hmm, no. Yeah, and he goes, I want her too now. And he's like, there's literally so many people in the world. Like, what? <laughs> Why do you want to fuck the person your brother's fucking? That's like your family. That's kind of yeah, gross. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, it's weird. And it just, it just feels like Damon has daddy issues and needs to move the fuck on with his life. He takes it one step further by humiliating Stefan and showing him he's more powerful by drinking Stefan's blood, which genuinely I got secondhand embarrassment. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is gross. Yeah. And then um, the next day at school, Meredith is like, hey, have you seen Stefan? He is M-I-A. And Elena's like, oh, I know exactly what's going on. And then she just marches her little body into the fucking spooky woods and she just starts screaming for Damon because uh, she's going to go face him one on one. Apparently that is like when you start a new game and you just go immediately to the boss battle. Yeah. With and no armor. Literally zero the fact, armor. The fact that she's like, oh, yeah, I'll go fight this powerful vampire and tell him to give me my boyfriend. Pretty baller. Yes, this is when I started this is, Yeah, this Elena. is when I liked Elena because I was like, okay, hell fucking yeah. And that's where the first book ends, which is wild. It is. And for The Vampire Diaries, we are bringing back our top five. Thank goodness. I missed them. And for the first book, our top five is top five dramatic scenarios Elena could have orchestrated to get Stefan's attention. And she tried a lot of things. And none of them were well thought out. None of them were well thought she, out. The student council thing, the fake boyfriend, it's just, none of it was great. But if we've learned anything from vampire books, you gotta be in a dire situation to get their attention. And, to get any boy's and, attention, really. And if there's anything the listeners know about Maggie and Laura, is we've got game. <laughs> Listen, neurotypical people like me fake their own death to get a boy's attention. Exactly. Which, um will bring us to one of our top five. But the actual number five on our top five is... Maybe to get Stefan's attention, she should have actually hooked up with someone else. 
Don't make up a new boyfriend. Don't make up a fake boyfriend. Literally make out with someone in the hallway. Get him all jealous because he'd be like, oh my god, he's touching the neck I want so bad. Yeah, have him touch your... Give hickeys. Give hickeys. Yeah, a lot of hickeys. Um, Number four, we had fake a pregnancy scare. Yeah. That could get anybody's attention. That could get anybody's attention. And then number three, we had learn Italian. Vibe check. This is our sweet recommendation. This is a sweet recommendation. You know, show him that you like you like really respect where he comes from mm-hmm. and learn his native language. Number two, zero to one hundred, buried alive. Figure on death works every time. Fake <laughs> Without a death, death, buried alive. You're gonna stop breathing, and this supernatural being has to come get you. And which brings us to our number one, zero to one hundred and fifty. Fake your own kidnapping so he'll come rescue you because we know he wants to protect the shit out of her. And a lot of people in his life could have feasibly kidnapped Elena. Yeah. Damon, Catherine could come back. I don't know, Vampire I don't know, her, her French boyfriend, Jean-Claude. What did you have as the canceled character of the Maggie, week? Maggie, uh, my, my pitch for canceled character of the week uh, for the first book in the Vampire Diaries series, I'm going to pitch it to Tyler uh, because uh, he tried to rape Elena and that was fucked up. Yeah. On his grandfather's grave, nonetheless. What is up with the men in this book having daddy issues? I don't know. I had Caroline because I think she is kind of being a bitch for no reason to yeah. Elena. Popularity is so temporary. Um, But I'm going to have to concede to Tyler yeah. because, Jesus Christ, that was so bad. Yeah. Tyler fucking sucks. He is our canceled character. Um, Yeah. Fuck him. Fuck him. And next week we will be seeing you for The Struggle. Yeah, we will. Which is the second half. And, wow, the plot goes so fast. Oh, I'm so excited. The next book is so good, you guys. Oh, my goodness. I, I'm loving this so far. Me too. Um, I'm really glad that we're finally doing some fantasy smut for Yeah, We Read It. Yes. Um, but, listeners, I think that's going to be it for this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you're feeling not so but so, we simply must recommend that you follow us on Instagram at Maggie and Laura for all of the updates about this podcast and just other things we're up to in general. You can email us at Maggie and Laura present at gmail.com. And you can follow us on TikTok and Twitter at Yeah We Read It for lots of hot YA content. It is true. Yeah, and other fun things as well. Um, because we're active, baby. Um, and we're also part of the Audio Mint Podcast Network. If you're looking for other podcasts, check them out. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be it for this episode. We'll see you next week.